0: I want you to open your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. I want to talk about the benefits of praying in tongues. And I don't want you to think, oh, that just sounds boring. No, if you understand the life of praying in tongues and the benefits of it, I guarantee you every one of you will up your game of praying in the Spirit. Especially when you understand the benefits that come from doing so. Okay? And uh, how many of you like, you know, joining a gym? Well, you only do if there's benefits. Right. If you see results. Amen. You don't buy a treadmill so you can just sit there and be a closet. You, you buy it so that you can get benefits. Amen. All right. Look at Acts chapter two. And last week we talked about this. No sense in repeating it for the sake of time. But it says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. There was 120 of them, including Jesus's mother. Mary was there. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And notice, there appeared unto them clothing tongues like a fire sat on each and every one of them. And notice this, they were all, someone say, all. all. So not one person was left out. The Holy Spirit didn't just choose one person and uh, skip over the next, like some people preach today that some receive and some don't. No, that's not biblical. Okay, They all were filled with the Holy Ghost. And notice what happened. There was an initial evidence or sign that they knew that they had been filled with the Holy Ghost. Here's how they knew. Here's the sign. Here's the evidence. They all began to speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the utterance or the words. Now, this is extremely important. So as I was uh, preparing for last week's message on Pentecost... I kept seeing this phrase. Notice the phrase right here in verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the utterance. And I began to think to myself, Self, what would happen if everybody would increase the amount of praying in tongues? What would happen if every Christian would be filled with the Spirit and begin to speak in tongues? Then I thought to myself, Self, What would happen if not only people would up the amount and every Christian would pray in tongues, but imagine if we would take 10 minutes a day and all come together and pray in tongues. What would happen if we all came together at the same time and prayed in tongues? What would be the state of the church? What would be the state of the believer? What would be the state of our nations? What would be the state of the earth? What would be the state of social media? <laughs> what would be the state of our politics, our governments? I believe that we could change things and shift things by praying in tongues. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. One day I was sitting in my prayer chair, my old prayer chair. I don't have any anymore. I should have kept it because a lot of prayer went up from that chair. And I was sitting in my brown prayer chair and uh, I was praying in English. And uh, I heard the Spirit of the Lord speak to me. And he said, the tongues of men and of angels. And I want them to put up the scripture, please. Notice what it says. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Now, a lot of times people go on and they quote it from there and have not love. I'm just to be uh, a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal or the Hank version. Uh, I'm just noise when Hank sings, you know, because, you know, that's what it sounds like. But here's the thing, notice the part, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels. Men is in the natural, angels are in the spirit. Now this is important. So I'm sitting in my brown chair and those of you that are watching and I hear the spirit of the Lord say, the tongues of men and of angels. And I said, Lord, are you saying I'm not walking in love? He didn't respond. And I kept saying it, Lord, what are you trying to say to me? And he said it again, the tongues of men and of angels. And I said, Lord, are you saying I'm not walking in love? And then he spoke to me. He said, I'm speaking this, the tongue of men and of angels to show you the importance that when you pray in tongues, you move things in the earth realm where men are. He said, you can even move men. How many have ever had somebody stand in the way? A business deal right a house that you believe is yours that you need to own and somebody's standing in the way tongues can move that thing and bring it into order but he said also when you pray in tongues you move things in the spirit realm how many couldn't have some things happen in your natural realm how many think we should get over into tongues and watch our gas prices go down (laughs) <laughs> Let's move some men. Let's get them right out of the White House. Clean up aisle 46. Now, so I want you to see the first thing when you pray in tongues, you affect the natural realm, you affect the spiritual realm. So then, why aren't we doing it? Because sometimes, either, you know, people don't pray. Prayerlessness is one of the greatest sins, I believe, in, in the body of Christ. So if people aren't even praying, then how are we expecting to move things in our government? How are we expecting to move things in the spirit when the devil is moving? He, he's, he's trying to bring fear and mandates and all kinds of squirrely stuff. And yet we got a prayerless church that don't even pray in their native language. But what would happen if we all began To speak in tongues and start praying in tongues over our gas prices, over our economy, over our fake government, and all of these other things. What would happen? I tell you what would happen. We will move things in the natural and we'll move things in the spirit. Amen. Now, what are the benefits? Let's talk about this. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus said these words. And this is what's so amazing to me because sometimes, you know, you know I hear different uh, evangelicals talk about the Great Commission. Do you know that Jesus did not even release his disciples to go do the Great Commission and make disciples until they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues. So true evangelism and what the evangelistic movement and, and evangelical movement What they need to realize is you can preach souls, harvest, missionaries, let's go to other nations, go ye. But if you leave out... The baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, you truly are not doing what also Jesus required of his disciples. <laughs> Terry in the city of Jerusalem, wait there until you be endued with power from on high, Luke 24, 49. And he said, here's why, Acts 1, 8, you will receive power. Power you will receive an enabling and a, a divine ability, an unction to speak when you need to speak, an unction when it requires you to do something like lay hands on the sick, they'll, re, they'll recover. Or when you need to cast out a devil, those devils will leave because you will have supernatural power. So the number one benefit, if your Christian walk is stagnant, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you speak in tongues? You say, well, yes, I am, but my, 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 my walk is stagnant. I promise you. I promise you. If you will be honest with God, number one, and you will be honest with yourself, number two, the reason your life is dry, boring, stagnant, and struggling is because you're not speaking in tongues. Pastor, that sounds like you're accusing me. No, I'm telling you the truth. Yes. When you pray in tongues and you up the amount of tongues, you won't live a stagnant, dry life. Why? Jesus said in John 7, out of your belly shall flow continual flow of rivers of living water. You mean to tell me that this life, uh, this supernatural life and connection to God is dry, is boring and lifeless? No. I challenge you. Just like the guy in the commercials. Remember Richard Simmons? How oh, you can do it! Remember that guy? I'm telling you, up your amount of praying in tongues and watch what happens to your dry, stagnant, lifeless, struggling Christian walk. I promise you, you will see a difference. So, number one, you'll receive power, you'll receive enabling. Number two, praying in tongues will help you to prophesy the word of the Lord or speak the words from heaven. Look at Acts chapter 19, verse 6. People often say to me, well, Pastor Hank, how do you hear from God? One of the greatest ways to hear from God or to speak for God is to pray in tongues. How many of you want to prophesy? I'm not talking about world events. Listen, that's the office. Okay, I go to the bank, but I'm not standing in seating in the office of the president. I have authority to withdraw money, but I'm not the chief guy in charge. Just because you, you prophesy doesn't mean that you sit in that office of prophet. That's a different, whole, whole other realm. But prophecy is exhortation, encouraging, comfort, and edification, building up. And you learn to hear from God and to speak for God. You know what I hear a lot of people do? They speak conspiracies. Well, they're only conspiracies until they're proven fact. Whatever, but you're speaking them. And I don't hear people speaking the word. And I don't, and I listen for the sound of God in, in, in people's words. I listen to, when I'm listening to preachers, when I'm listening to prophets, when I do, I'm listening. Do I hear God in them? And, and I'm telling you the truth, I'm not hearing God in a lot. It, it, there's things that are bothering my spirit. Now they're trying to merge prophetic with patriotism, and there's a false mixture that's happening too. And they better be careful. Because now you're grasping at straws. So here's what happens. Acts 19. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And notice what they did. They spoke in tongues first and then prophesied. Let me give you an example. When I was down in Tulsa at ORU, when they had 12,000 show up in the rooms and, and I think 3,000 around. So it was like 15,000 people by the time you count overflow. And I kept, I kept knowing that God was going to say something. I could feel it. And I told Brenda, I said, God is going to uh speak. I feel it very strong. So she left me alone in the other part of the hotel room and I was just praying. And all of a sudden as I was praying in tongues, just praying in tongues, all of a sudden the Lord took me into the room. And I was literally before I ever got to the meeting, I was standing in the meeting in the future. And I saw myself stand on the stage and I saw the atmosphere shift. And I heard the word of the Lord come. And I don't even remember what it was when I was standing in the moment. I just knew that God was saying, be open to me. Don't just get on the stage and have a bunch of discussion. Be open for me to come on you. And when I do, you stand up and you speak. So he showed it to me ahead of time. I told that to Brenda. That's exactly what happened. Why? Because I spoke in tongues and it triggered the prophetic. You want to hear God? I'm telling you, increase And they all began to speak in tongues. Increase your volume. In other words, the measure of how much you're praying in tongues. And you will tap into a prophetic flow. And that's why when they say something squirrely on the news or you hear some prophet say something and someone who has a dream or you hear someone speak and they're bringing a bunch of things and trying to make it prophetic, your spirit will go "Ah," tilt. Why because you've been praying in tongues. You've been connected to the spirit and you will recognize a true prophetic word And it'll even come out of you number three Praying in tongues helps you to worship God and magnify him watch this spirit to spirit This is so important. I've had people say well. I just feel so Disconnected with God in worship Okay, I've been there before Oh, I come to church, and I'm so disconnected in worship. Well, first of all, you can't have the worship team be your cheerleader every week. Now, I've been to dead churches, and and, and this ain't one, but I've been to dead churches. I would not, I would not, I would not go to a dead church in a million years. Okay, I don't get up on Sunday morning after a busy week and come to a funeral service. Right? But you know what? I look out sometimes and I watch people worship and they just, they're the great observers. And I think God's up there going, what? Would you want me to do something? What are you waiting for? God speaking. We're just waiting. The great observers. Or we're so into worship, this is how we worship. Depend upon the song if we like it. But you know, I've learned something in my own time. There are lots of times in my life I don't want to worship. I don't even want to lift up my voice to sing because I don't like my voice. I don't feel connected to God. But you know what I will do? I will begin to sing in the Spirit. Come on. The Bible says you can watch this. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. What is it then? I will pray in tongues. And I'll also pray in my native language or my understanding. If they'll put that up, 1 Corinthians 14, 15. But notice what he also says. You can sing in the Spirit. Come on, I want you just to begin to sing in the Spirit. Come on. How many already start feeling the presence of God why 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 are you starting to feel the presence of God singing in the spirit does what Jesus said in John 4 he's sitting down in front of a woman who thought worship was you had to go to a mountain (laughs) and Jesus looks at this woman after she kind of identifies all the ways that you worship and he looks at her and he says um ma'am the hour has come John 4 24 and it now is When the true worshipers, now that word true worshiper, you know what it really means? The devil knew what true worship was because he said it to Jesus. He said, if you be the son of God, you bow down and worship me. That's what true worship is. And that's what that true worship means. It means to literally bow down as if to kiss the feet of someone before you or to kiss the earth. It's not just standing there unattended. That's not true worship. True worship isn't just lifting my hands and waving it. We've got to get deeper, but you know why the church isn't deeper? Because they all spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I'm convinced the reason why worship and God doesn't come and inhabit the worship and miracles break out, people getting out of wheelchairs, blind eyes, deaf ears, is because we haven't learned how to increase spirit to spirit praying in tongues. The Bible says God is the Spirit. That's what Jesus says. And those who worship him, John four twenty four, worship the Father. He's the Spirit. Worship him in spirit and in truth. The first place is increase the amount of your praying in tongues. And you won't be so spiritually dull when you come into a worship service. Your spirit will already be contacting God throughout the day. That by the time the music plays, you're ready to connect your spirit to the Spirit of God. Spirit to Spirit. And then if you add singing to in the Spirit to it, you go to a whole other dimension of intimacy. I remember when i here's how i know when i first got filled with the holy spirit in 1984 in the summer the night that i got filled with the holy spirit you heard the story last week i couldn't shut it off i went to my my room which was in the basement of my parents home i couldn't shut off praying in tongues and god somehow took me to heaven and i was before the throne i was just a month old christian at best I didn't know what I was seeing. I didn't understand this. I didn't have time for somebody to plant something in my mind. I didn't have time to have a creative mind because I've been walking with God for all these years. This happened. I was caught up before the throne. And I remember seeing such a bright, beautiful, gorgeous figure. I mean, I couldn't see their face, but I just knew they were beautiful by the light. I'd never seen that kind of light in my entire life. And a hand stretched forth, I'll never forget it, and touched me and said, I've commissioned you and assigned you to be a voice to the nations and the tribes of many nations. Touched me, but you know what I remember? Even that beautiful touch was the worship. The worship was the worship. And I'm telling you, when you sing in the spirit, you will get connected to the worship of of the elders of the Lamb. The cloud of witnesses. I remember one day I I was Brenda was, was sleeping next to me. Obviously, thank God for that. That we, you know, some people sleep in separate beds. Thank God we sleep together happily for 33 years. But here's the point. She was next to me sleeping, and I was singing and worshiping in tongues, and all of a sudden I started drifting off, I don't know, to a sleep or something, and I heard the most beautiful worship in my entire life, and I could feel my spirit being lifted, and I said to God, God, what is happening to me? And I heard the most beautiful sound. It reminded me of what happened in 1984 when I was taken up into heaven. I had one time where I couldn't sleep, and I just began to sing in tongues quietly as Brenda was sleeping, and the German shepherds were sleeping, and I was just worshiping and I drifted off what I thought was sleep and I heard the most beautiful male voice sing to me and I looked over to see if Brenda heard it and she didn't but I heard it and I kept hearing it and I closed my eyes I'd hear it again the most beautiful sounding male voice and I sat there or laid there and I said God this is the most beautiful voice I've ever heard sing to me in my entire life who is this and he said I rejoice over you with singing. It is I, your God. God was singing to me. How? Spirit to Spirit. You got to go deeper. Look at Acts 10 verse verse, uh, 44. It, It hurts the Spirit of God when people say tongues is of the devil. How dare you? You all be slapped upside your religious head. Acts 10, while Peter spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. For they heard them not only watch, speak with tongues, and what else? Worship, magnify God. How could you be so ignorant and call it of the devil? They were speaking in tongues and worshiping. I bet they were singing in the spirit too. Number four, praying in the spirit helps you when you don't know what to pray about it assists you in prayer romans 8 verse 26 watch this likewise the spirit also helps our weaknesses our problems our infirmities come on how many of you ever sat down to pray about something you just couldn't in your own english your own native understanding spanish russian whatever you couldn't figure it out And you know what? Don't try to figure it out. So there's two things to do when you don't know what to pray about. Open your Bible and pray God's promises. Second thing, you get over there. Father, I don't know how to pray about this. I've done that so many times in this ministry when I didn't know what to do or I had to make a decision. You know, people think because you walk in a prophetic grace and office that, you know, God speaks to you personally that way. No, you have to walk by faith. And Walking by faith requires me to do what I'm telling you and I get over into tongues to rebe. And if you do it long enough, it gets over into where the Holy Spirit begins to pray through you I've had times where I've prayed in tongues so strong so long uh, Waiting for an answer that my whole spirit man begins to vibrate. I've literally I thought man people are gonna think I'm crazy my whole sp- I've, ha- I've been on airplanes praying in tongues and my whole spirits going like this because it's just getting built up It's getting so full you don't know what to pray about watch this you don't know what to pray the Holy Spirit helps in your weaknesses for we don't know what we should pray about come on what would happen if we all spoke in tongues what would happen I don't know what's gonna happen to our country I don't know what's gonna happen to our country our, 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 our gas prices get over into tongues see you got see if you put as much time that you do putting your face in front of fake news as you do the spirit of truth, you wouldn't be messed up, jacked up, concerned in fear, questioning the future, stoning the prophets. For the spirit makes intercession with groanings that cannot be uttered. Number five, praying in tongues brings divine mysteries into manifestation. I've heard people say, well, when you pray in tongues, though you have to have an interpretation. We, you know, because like on Wednesday night, you'll come in here and we'll all be praying in tongues. I'll say, lift up your voice and pray in tongues. And I had one, one person one time after the service say, well, you know, um, I appreciate the fact that you're, you know, this was years ago when I let people talk to me like that. But they got a quick lesson. It's always the, the ignorant that speak, right? And so, um, you know, I, I, just, I commend you for being a pastor who prays. This is like 20 years ago. But you are so unscriptural. I said, well, I said, how's that? Shouldn't even have said how's that because I really didn't care what her thought was. You don't want to talk to Pastor Hank after I've been under the anointing. I'm even more ornery because I can see right through you most of the time. And so anyway, I said, how are we unscriptural? She said, don't you know the Bible says if you pray in tongues, you need to pray that you interpret? And no one was interpreting their tongue. I said, ma'am, have you read the scripture that says that when you pray in tongues, you speak unto God? If God is speaking from his throne to a congregation, then yes, it does require an interpretation if it's God releasing the utterance. But if the utterance is being released from the believer in prayer, there's no need for an interpretation. So I said, you're wrong. And she huffed and puffed and, and, and tried to blow the house down, but I... Let her know that, thank you for coming. See you. I didn't say later, because they didn't want to see her later. And I haven't seen her since. For he that speaks an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. He didn't say that God was speaking. It says you're praying in an unknown tongue, and you're speaking to God. No man understands them. How being in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Nowhere did it say in this case, you need an interpretation. Only unless God is speaking something. What good is it if I speak in tongues and you don't know what I'm saying? If God has a message, then there should be an interpretation. Not if we're all praying, magnifying God, interceding. But prayer in tongues brings divine mysteries into manifestation. Okay, let's go on. Pray then, when you do pray in tongues, pray that you may interpret. Well, pastor, how how do you do this? Well, when I pray in tongues, I put a notebook by me. And I pray in tongues, and I keep praying in tongues, and then I just write down what I feel that comes by inspiration. And I write it down. For he, let him speak in an unknown tongue, pray that he may interpret. Now listen, that's your own private prayer time. Okay? Because you're speaking in an unknown tongue, pray that you may interpret. For i pray in an unknown tongue my spirit prays but my mind is unfruitful listen if you don't know what to do pray in tongues i think pastor doji was praying in tongues and heard the name of his wife is that right yeah and it's the one that he's married to so now when you pray in tongues pray that you may interpret you have a right and when you pray in tongues and you interpret it equals prophecy so let me give you an example. Or Roberts, when he built, how many you ever been to ORU? Raise your hand. How many you ever seen ORU? You know Or Roberts built ORU? He built it by praying in tongues. And, the, and there was one time where he went to the architect and he said, uh, the Lord shows me that there's something wrong. Something wrong with one of the, the, the corners, uh, the foundational pieces for one of the buildings. They said, oh, no, 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 we've checked everything. It's gone through the engineers. It's gone. He, he said, no, 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 the, uh, I was praying in tongues, and the Lord showed me something is wrong. And sure enough, they went there, and it was wrong. He got that by revelation. Because when you pray in the Spirit, you, your spirit prays, not your head, and you get divine mysteries revealed. Think about when Jesus... Turn water into wine. Again, pray that you may interpret. What did Jesus do? He turned water into wine. John chapter 2. What does wine speak of in the Bible? Does anybody know? Speaks of revelation. Speaks of the Holy Spirit, right? Okay. The book of Isaiah says that the new wine is in the cluster. On the day of Pentecost, they were accused of being filled with what? new wine. So Jesus turned water into wine. And then what was the instruction? Draw out of the water pots. The instruction here in 1 Corinthians is pray in tongues. When you pray in tongues, you're filling the water pots, just like John chapter 2, Jesus's first miracle. When you pray in tongues, just like those water pots, a transformation supernaturally happens. You start tapping into the spirit. People say, well, I don't know how to hear in the spirit. I don't know how to see in the spirit. Well, pray in tongues. Right. Pray in the spirit. When you do a transformation like that water to wine in Jesus's first miracle begins to happen, you begin to go into the spirit realm. And as a result, just like Jesus said, draw out, you begin to interpret. You begin to write down prophetic words or you begin to interpret. God's showing you something in tongues like what happened to me in Tulsa where I was Taken into the meeting and saw what was going to happen do you understand? There's something that happens What would happen if we all increase the amount of prayer in tongues? Am I losing anybody? Here's another one when you pray in tongues Your future and present Becomes now I even think it can be accelerated Isaiah chapter 28 Verses 10 through 11, I believe that you can accelerate things if you get over into tongues, you get over in the spirit. You know why? Because I think sometimes what, what, what causes us to be bogged down is we're trying so hard to figure out how to pray about something. Getting the right words to pray about something that we repray it, overpray it, overthink it. We put unbelief to our prayer and then we wonder well, why is it taking so long? Because you keep repraying your prayer and you're undoing what you first prayed. Or you really don't believe what you've prayed in your native tongue. But if you get over into tongues, you can actually accelerate it. Because there is no unbelief in the perfect prayer language of tongues. No unbelief. No lack of faith. And so, I remember years ago, the Lord said to me, he said, Hank, he said, I want you, after your morning time with me, of praying and interceding for people, praying over the scriptures my decrees he said i want you to do nothing else throughout the day as often as you think of it pray in tongues and keep doing this every day until i tell you otherwise and this went on for i don't know several months i just kept praying in tongues everywhere i went constantly calling my mama and i kept saying lord why am i doing this and, and that's what I'm thinking in my mind. People would look at me funny. I'd be praying, walking. I still do that today. And all of a sudden, about six months later, I mean, you, you talk about all heaven broke loose. I mean, there were so many blessings, so many things happening. I'm sitting here going, man, things that I've been waiting on suddenly happened. I was like, Lord, what's going on? And he said to me, he said, why are you surprised? You foreran You foreran these blessings. All those times that you were walking was Isaiah 28. Put it back up. Every time you were praying in tongues, you were doing something. Precept upon precept, line upon line, hour after hour, minute by minute, day after day, here a little, there a little. Watch what happens. Verse 11. Watch. For with stammering lips and other tongues, God will What? He'll speak to his people. He said, every time you were walking, you were forerunning your future. Again, what would happen if we all prayed in tongues, number one? What would happen if we all would increase the amount that we pray in tongues? You wouldn't be a Mr. and Mrs. complainer. You be walking around. How you do? Oh, Kashika. <laughs> yeah, Remaya Mingyandis, display. Kotoriki. Zandayani. Woo Shaka. I like those karate ones. All right. You will grow. Come on. Some people, they, 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 they stay in babyhood. Look at Isaiah 28, 9 through 11. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Oh, no, I don't understand the word. Pray in tongues. Them that are weaned from the milk. That's why these, you know, um, you can make at Christian centers that all they do is... Um, Basically, is a motivational message every week. I wonder how many of them ever have their people pray in tongues. I wonder how many people in those motivational churches where everything is an inspirational message that keeps you in milk. I wonder how many of them pray in tongues. I wonder if they ever mention that you should pray in tongues. Because the more you pray in tongues, the more you're building yourself up. You know, I, I laugh at some and I'm sorry. Can I tell you the most vain place in the world to me, besides politics, is go to the gym. Here's the next one, social media and all the selfies. Here's a 80 degree angle, 82, 83, 84. Here's me, here's me again. Here's me with a slight chin, down, up, over, head up, head back, side view. I'm like, yay you. All is vanity. But what gets me is these guys, you see them at the gym, you know, they're, and the whole, you know, windows crack and the floor breaks. They stand before the mirror. And they can't walk like Sergeant Stuck over there. Can't, they can't walk. They go like this, you know. And, and I'm sitting there looking at him, going, if we could just peel back your bodysuit, Not his. We're talking about you. We're talking about your calves, but if you could pull back their bodysuit, Mr. America, right? Here's what his spirit would look like. You know, you talk to him like this, and like, how you doing? Doing great, man. Just did a 600-pound squat, 400-pound uh, bench press. That's just that's just my Mondays. And then if you would hear his spirit talk, it'd be, Hi, my name's Irving. I am this big inside because I never pray in tongues and I'm a spiritual Irving. Yeah, but in the natural, they're like this. Yeah, peel back their suit. Mm, little guy. That's how a lot of Christians. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. These- and, I, and I'm not against people that are buff, because, you know, my, my suit's a little tight, but you would see that, that you've got to have the balance. You've got to have both. You've got to have what? Where's Will's? Will here? You've got to have what Will and I have, you know, muscles. Sergeant, second. You've got to have a strong spirit. You've got to have both. And praying in tongues, watch this. It'll wean you from the milk. You'll be drawn from babyhood. You won't be so easily offended. You know, the pastor preached something, and he made me mad. Good. You'll grow up. Church, you'll grow up. If you pray in tongues. How do you think Paul, all these times that he was in prison, how Paul could write two-thirds of the New Testament? Well, look at 1 Corinthians 14, 18. Here's Paul. No wonder he was a spiritual giant. No wonder Nero, the homosexual, bisexual guy who... Took a 13-year-old slave boy, castrated him, dressed him up in wedding outfits, and married him. And then when Paul confronted homosexual community in Romans 1, Nero called him in, and Paul even had to say, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, he called out the church. He said, no man stood with me. I stood alone. As he had to face Nero and his perverted spirit. Why could he stand up? Said, I thank God that I speak in unknown languages or I speak in tongues more than any one of you. Where, what would be your spiritual strength? Come on. You're all about natural strength. What would your spiritual strength be like if you prayed in tongues? I mean, we would have to open the door. You would have to walk in like that. The devil mess with you, you'd have the Terminator spirit. Get out of here. <laughs> You'd have red eyes. Not because you're stressed. But because you've been up praying all night. I'll be back. All right, ready? Praying in the spirit gets you in the spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians fourteen, fourteen. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, what prays? My spirit prays. I've had people say, well... I just wish I could get in the spirit. I can get in the spirit right now. It's that that easy. I remember when I first, uh, when I was working at a service station, when I first got saved. And I would pray in tongues all day long while I would work. I would work. And my boss one day said, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm just praying in tongues. He's like, all right, man. He said, that's cool. But then all of a sudden I would get sober in the spirit I remember one time a a young lady walked up. She hands me her money. My boss is standing right there. And as soon as she handed me the money, I went into a vision. And I'm holding her her money. She starts falling under the power because there's so much power. She catches herself, and I caught myself. But yet I was so in the spirit. I said to her, I said, ma'am, I said, your grandfather just died. And you are contemplating killing yourself. In fact, you got gas and you were gonna go figure out how you're gonna take your life. And God says, She fell to the floor, started crying. My boss goes, Whoa, whoa. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He said, No, man, help her out. That would happen constantly. Because you're in the spirit. Now, I'm not talking about being a spiritual idiot. Hey, uh, can you help that customer? Boss, I'm in the spirit. <laughs> Did you catch what I said? I worked and I prayed in tongues. Okay. Galatians 5, verses 16 through 17. People say, oh, I wish I could just overcome temptation. Oh, I wish I could just live and walk in the spirit. Look at Galatians 5. This I say then, walk In the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of your flesh I've heard people say oh I just can't stop looking at that girl I can't stop looking if it's a girl at that man or maybe it's a man can't stop looking at a guy you could if you got over in the spirit and you didn't allow your flesh to dictate what would happen you're typing on your computer there's a thought, oh, click that on, click that on, click that on. Yay! neon <laughs> kaneanda. Cr- crack the screen as a reminder not to click it on. Watch this. Verse 17. And bring, come up to the piano, please. I, got, I can't even get through these. For the flesh lusts against the spirit. You know how you know when your flesh lusts? course you know when you're fleshless but it doesn't even have to be a bad thing sometimes how many of you ever had it where you had a busy day at work and you're like man i cannot wait to get to the house i am going to eat supper and i am just going to relax and i'm going to get in my bible i'm going to pray turn on some christian music and i'm going to enjoy my evening how many of you ever had that That's that's your thought and then you get home and what happens you don't read your bible or how many of you say oh tomorrow i'm going to get up i'm going i'm going to increase my prayer time in tongues well you get up and that's the day that you have a strange ache in your foot right you are tossing back and forth the whole night trying to sleep three german shepherds kept you up because what happens is you're at a constant war in your christian walk your flesh and your spirit and the more you pray In tongues the more your spirit becomes the dominant one and the more you can resist your flesh I'll teach you next week uh, this principle that your spirit is the dominant one okay not your body so your body shouldn't be talking to you right your body shouldn't dictate whether you're gonna pray and spend time with God Your body shouldn't dictate what time you're going to get up. Your soul shouldn't dictate. Now notice this. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Pastor Doug, you can come. And these things are in opposition. Why? So that you cannot do the things that you would. In other words, the reason they're in opposition because here's the thing. You are a a spirit created in the image of God who's a spirit. And when you pray spirit to spirit and connect spirit to spirit do you know what you do you actually cause your flesh to be weakened to where you're not ran by it you're not when you're tempted by your flesh you'll do something look at verse 25 you will actually learn to not just walk in the spirit but you'll learn to what live in the spirit well, you mean you can actually walk in this life and overcome thoughts of depression, fear, anxiety, temptation? Yeah, you mean, Pastor Hank, you mean I can actually walk and live in the Spirit in my marriage where we're not just fighting like cats and dogs? Yes, because I'll show you next week. There's a key to how you can stay in love yeah. by praying in tongues. So if you live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit.